For over 150 years, the Fife Society for the Blind provided support for people in the community who were experiencing vision impairment. In 2019, the name changed to Seascape. The organisation felt this name change was more suited to the 21st century and fell in with their mission statement to expand the horizons for people with sight impairment. This is something they achieved through a variety of methods, including expanding greatly into modern technology, which they display at their roadshows, traditionally held four times a year throughout Fife. I'm speaking today with Elena Hutchison, Seascape Rehabilitation Officer, to discuss how Seascape are assisting people in maintaining their independence and providing opportunities for them to lead fulfilling and engaging lives. I'm Michael McLaren, and this is Down the Lane With. So, hi Elena, thanks for coming along today. You're more than welcome. Hi Michael. Could you begin by giving us a bit of background to Seascape? I believe it's about 150 years old. That's just over that actually. Yeah, so Seascape's obviously been around for over 150 years. A lot of our clients or the community will probably be aware of it being called Five Society for the Blind previously. And yeah, we used to be based in Townsend Place. A lot of people or clients in the community will probably know us from there. And Townsend Place across from the old college, Fife College, down in Kirkcaldy High Street, or, or just Kirkcaldy Town Centre area. And we moved from there to Wilson Avenue. And we've been there for a good few years now. And Seascape is basically a charitable organisation that support people within the community of Fife with visual impairment. Now, these people don't have to be completely blind. It's anything from a slight impairment, something that they think that they're struggling with, whether it be just getting out of bed, seeing the the clock or the television, um, all the way to people who don't have any vision whatsoever. And you are an independent charity, though people can be referred to you through the NHS. So we're an independent charity, fully independent. So we depend on fundraising, funding from NHS and from Fife Council to provide services to our clients in Fife. We work closely with NHS because we do a low vision clinic where patients can be seen in the hospital and they can be referred over to us. And that's where obviously we then provide that service. But as I say, we do a low vision clinic. We also do the diabetic clinic and I think the coma clinic. So we've also taken that from the hospital, if you like, because they used to do them. But we are we are a separate entity completely, but we do work in collaboration with both organisations. So if we can go through some of the services which are on your website, can you explain what is offered by your site support team? So the services that we do have, in a nutshell really, is our four main core services. One that you've mentioned is the site support team. We have our access technology team and we have the opticians and we have the community engagement coordinator. So the site support team is a team of rehabilitation officers who are specialists and dealing with or enabling independent living skills with people with a visual impairment. That could be anything from skills such as cooking, chopping, preparing meals, using the cooker, pouring hot or cold drinks, dressing, identifying colour of clothes, loads of different things. You name it, anything that you could think of that you do on a daily basis, if you find that you're having difficulties with that because of your sight loss, that's what the rehabilitation officers are there to help with. They also help with mobility, 
So if a person with a visual impairment is finding it difficult to orientate themselves either inside or outside or if they feel they're banging into their doors or they're tripping up on rugs, they're unable to see the depth of steps, curbs, road crossings, that's where the support of the rehabilitation officers come in. We also have a team of site support assistants who are there to support by going out and doing assessments with their clients to get a bit of a background information on their clients to find out then where we're best able to support them. So a care plan will be created if you like and then it'll pinpoint every every area where that client needs support. And we also have an early intervention officer within the team and they're there to catch anyone that's got a visual impairment that comes to society really early so that they know what services are provided for them, what organisations they can go to, or if there's anything that they need support with at an early stage, whether it be something like talking books, for instance, something really quite small, they're there to assist with that and make sure that they've got all the advice and information that they could possibly need at that early stage. And what is the role of your community engagement programme? So the community engagement programme is there for any of our clients that want to, that maybe feel a bit isolated or if they want to interact with others that maybe have the same impairment as them and they maybe want to know a bit more or just have maybe hints and tips from someone else or just have a discussion with someone that's going through the same experience as what they are. So there's a lot of social clubs throughout Fife that are run by a group of our volunteers they're all over Fife and as I say our clients could access those through the community engagement coordinator she'll obviously take all your details ask what your situation is why is it you want to access these services and then she'll marry you up with a support group if that's what you're wanting some of your clients are not interested in social groups because it's maybe something that they've never done whereas they might be interested in befrienders which is another service that the community engagement team do. So again, our befriending service is run by volunteers. So they give up their free time to marry up with one of your clients and they will either, at the moment, due to the COVID pandemic, they will do phone calls to them. And again, it takes away that feeling isolation for our clients. And when pre-COVID, they were able to take them out, whether it be for a walk in the park, to a cafe for a cup of tea or just to sit and have a chat just to take away as I say that feeling of isolation and that service works wonders it really does. How are Seascape using technology to assist people with sight impairment? So as I mentioned earlier about our core services one of them is the access technology team. Now they deal with anything technology-wise, whether it be a mobile phone, whether it be electronic magnifiers, whether it be computer software, or actually using the computer, giving them hints and tips on what devices are out there, or they could get clients in to actually look at the range that we've got in our technology resource room. Now, these pieces of technology are there to help clients that might find it difficult to access correspondence, whether it be their own mail, their post, whether it be reading their medication, whether it be reading labels on their food packaging to enable them to know how long something's to be cooked for. So if, for example, a handheld magnifier isn't any use for someone for whatever reason, they have the opportunity to access electronic magnifiers. 
Now, these devices come in all shapes and sizes. They also come at a cost. That cost could be anything from hundreds to thousands. And again, it depends on whether that client is going to really benefit from it or not as to whether they would like to spend that amount of money. But the products are fantastic. So it's really just to let clients know that there is something else out there if they really have difficulties with reading. Or again, as I say, if they have difficulties with using their computer, there are software packages out there that they could be taught how to use or where to source them from. And again, mobile phones, which is an important one. Everybody needs a phone. So a lot of our clients do have mobile phones, but find that it's difficult to read a text message or even to pick up the phone and maybe phone someone in an emergency. So it's really important for somebody to have access to a phone. So the team's there as well to advise on what smartphones are available and easy to use phones for somebody that's got a visual impairment. So there's quite a lot there for them. So talking about technology, I noticed the level indicator device, the device which helps people in making cups of tea or coffee. Could you explain to the listeners what that is? The liquid level indicator is a small, normally yellow device. It has three metal prongs on one side. You've got two at the same level and one that's a wee bit shorter. Now those prongs would sit on the rim of your cup and what it does is it vibrates and it bleeps to you. So anybody that has any difficulties with identifying the level of the water being poured coming up the cup and to prevent it overspilling, as soon as the water hits the metal prongs, the device starts to bleep. And anybody that might have a hearing impairment, it also vibrates. So either way, they're going to know that you're reaching the top of the cup If maybe someone has a cup of coffee, for example, and you want to put milk in it afterwards, the smaller prong on the device, if you keep pouring, when the liquid hits that prong, it will start to bleep a lot faster and vibrate. And that's basically telling you to stop pouring. And it gives you a beautiful full cup of tea or coffee or whatever it may be that you're drinking. And it prevents the person from overspilling and burning themselves potentially. So it's a great, great little device. What advice do you give to people when it comes to looking after their eyesight? Well, the most important one for us as a society would be regular checkups, yearly checkups. Normally, once you go to the opticians, they'll normally say, right, okay, if everything's fine, come back in a year, make sure that you go back in that year, just to check the health of your eye as well. I have had the occasions where clients have a visual impairment and they've been told by the opticians that they can't do anything for them, whether that be glasses or lenses. That's still not to say that it's not important to get the health of the eye checked. So always go back every year, whether you can get glasses or not, just to get the health of the eye checked because there may be something else going on there within that year that you're not aware of. Yeah, also, if you're taking any medications like eye drops and things like that, make sure they're in date, make sure that you are taking your medication properly. And if you notice any change in your vision at all, whether it be slight, go and get it checked. Don't hesitate to get it checked. Do you think there are enough helpful additions to our built environment to help people with impaired sight, such as audible crossing lights? That's a tricky one because there is quite a lot out there already, such as obviously your audible crossings. The ones that aren't audible, they have cones underneath. Now, that's quite an important piece because there's a lot of people that still don't know that that's there because we do get a lot of our clients who have difficulties with crossing roads whether it be they've got a hearing impairment and they're unable to hear the traffic coming as well as see the traffic coming whether it's too close and they're 
scared to cross. We do advise to obviously use a crossing where possible. There is that cone underneath there. Could you just explain these black cones to people who may not know what it is that they do? If anybody's approaching a, a controlled crossing point and they might have difficulties with identifying when the light signals are changing from the green man to the red man or whatever it may be, or maybe if they have a hearing impairment as well and they can't hear that bleep, if they put their hand under the control box, they will feel a vibrating cone. It's like a cone shape and that should spin and vibrate and that's basically alerting the person that it's safe to cross. And do all crossings have these cones fitted? There's a crossing that's not got a sound, there should be a cone underneath. But again, there's a lot of people that don't know that cone's there, so what do they do? So if there's not a sound, there's more than likely something wrong with the the crossing because there should always be a sound regardless because as you say how is somebody meant to know how to cross if they've got a hearing impairment a visual impairment whatever it may be there's no way of them knowing so if they don't know to listen for something how would they know if there's a cone there if they've not been told otherwise is there anything else that you'd like to add anything that you'd like people to be aware of I think the main point from Seascape is that we are here, we are open, we're open to anyone in Fife with a visual impairment. You don't have to be have no sight at all. If you need help with your sight or whether it's just advice, support, where to point you in the right direction, give us a phone, drop in. If you don't want to do that, get someone else to phone for you. But just to let people out there know that we are there and we're open to all and that we are a one-stop shop. So we obviously have our opticians. We have the site support team like we spoke about earlier. So as soon as you come into the centre, you'll be welcomed with open arms if you like. Everybody's friendly, got a smiling face. We're there to enable independence. We're not there to take anything away from people. So if you have any difficulties with anything at all to do with independent living, skills we're there to support that independence not to take anything away thank you very much Elena for coming along today and best of luck for the future no problem thank you for having us if you would like to know more about Seascape their website and Facebook links are available on the Linton Lane Centre website Down the Lane With was presented by Michael McLaren it was created by Marion McPherson and Michael McLaren and was a Jacket Pocket Media production for the Linton Lane Centre.